How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. What's going on, DMV? You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Here with you live and local on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Ride with me for the next two hours as we take you up to 845 here on this Thursday night edition of Overtime. Plenty to get to here tonight. It was an insane night in sports last night in the hoops world. Uh, Devin Booker and Jason Tatum going insane. Right now, though, we got breaking news. I know Grant and Danny refused to talk about the man named Antonio Brown, but he is uh, in a little bit of a pickle, to say the least. Uh, the troubled wide receiver is in a situation right now where, according to Amy Dash, this was as of 538, Antonio Brown is reportedly engaged in a standoff with police and has locked himself inside his home, refusing to turn himself in on an active arrest warrant for alleged battery. Uh, police negotiations, police negotiations, excuse me, are, are trying to uh, reason with Antonio Brown right now using a megaphone. The big worry right now for me in this situation is A.B. reportedly has uh, weapons in his homes, guns. And I hope and pray that that situation doesn't turn crazy. But, man, this, this, this Antonio Brown, it's, it's, it's almost sad, man. It's one of the biggest falls from glory that we've ever seen uh, in a professional sports athlete. I mean, this was a guy, and I know probably the off-the-field stuff is going to muddy the way people look at him. This is a guy that was a Hall of Fame talent at the wide receiver position in the C what his life uh, uh, has come to this quickly in such a short period of time, it feels like, uh, is absolutely crushing. And I, I only hope for the best for Antonio Brown. This, this is obviously a tough situation uh, to even talk about. I personally, before the antics, when just talking about the football player, was a pretty damn big Antonio Brown fan. We all know it. we might hate his guts and, and think he's a jerk, but he was a damn talented uh, NFL wide receiver. And clearly, <laughs> the way things are going for him right now, he'll probably never get that opportunity Ever again. Thursday night football. Huge matchup tonight. Uh, Bills and Patriots set the tee off. That AFC East getting real unchy here down the stretch. For me, though, tonight, I hope that the Buffalo Bills don't fall off of a cliff. Interesting matchup on a short week against a Bill Belichick-led defense. Somebody who I trust to shut down the cyborg. If there was anybody uh, that I would trust to shut down the cyborg, that is Josh Allen. It would be Bill Belichick. Since week nine, though, man, the Buffalo Bills have been relatively mortal. Um, they, they've fallen off a cliff, so to speak. I know Josh Allen all year has had the issue of turning the football over, but now it's starting to hurt them. And then we know the big injury suffered Devon Miller. He was put on injured reserve today, meaning he's going to miss at least the next four games. He's dealing with a lateral meniscus tear, according to several reports. Since week nine, though, uh, that team, the Buffalo Bills, now 16th, in EPA per play, 14th in EPA per pass play, uh, 18th in EPA per run play, and then defensively, this is where I'm worried and concerned. 26th in EPA on, on defense right now are the Buffalo Bills, and this is a group that just got Tredavious White back, but Von Miller now going on the shelf 
We love their linebacker combo in the middle with, with, with Edmonds and Milano. They're one of the best inside linebacker duos in the sport. But what we've seen from Buffalo, man, it's it's shocking. It, it really is. And they were everyone's darling to start the season. And that's why I think it's so surprising. I mean, I in my Super Six Pack that I do, my, my top six teams across the National Football League, I've had Buffalo in my top two pretty much all year long, except for this week. Uh, we'll get to the Nell Super Six Pack later on in the show. I'll tell you exactly where I have the Bills ranked right now, but it hasn't been uh it hasn't been easy pickings for the Buffalo Bills uh since week nine. And really you can go back even further than that. I mean, they have really struggled. They end up losing the heartbreaker at home against the Vikings. They lost the tough one against the Jets. The last two weeks they have won, but it hasn't been in dominant fashion by any stretch of the imagination. And based off of the opponents that they were going against, you should have expected that. Uh this past Thanksgiving, they beat the Detroit Lions 28-15. to But I just read you some of their numbers defensively. Josh Allen, I mean, excuse me, Jared Goff, let him up. 23-37, 240 yards, two tuds. They only sacked him twice. The thing I worry about the most, though, with the Buffalo Bills actually is Josh Allen. Not to say that I don't love Josh Allen. I just think maybe right now it's a lot of feast or famine with him. It's either stellar, big-time play. Or he's making head-scratching turnovers in critical situations. Yes, they have an 8-3 and three, three record. Yes, they have talent on offense and defense. I just wonder, though, man, it's about peaking at the right time. And I think the Buffalo Bills right now are choosing a terrible time uh, to play their worst football of the season as we just have five games left uh, in the NFL season. The Washington Capitals in Seattle taking on the Kraken tonight. They're trying to... Get up to speed. It was a tough month of November for them. They have a lot of ground to make up in the Metropolitan Division. Caps going 5-7-2 uh, in the month of November. That's their first sub-500 November record since the 2011-2012 season. Offensively, they're struggling. Ovi's getting it done, though. He had two goals the other night. But Washington outscored 45-37, to including 29-22 to at even strength. Uh, that's that's something that's that's got to get fixed for that group. We all know the health of... Uh, TJ Yoshi going to be huge for them moving forward. So it'll be interesting to see what the Caps do as the season uh, progresses. Tech Talk Live is what's going to come on following us. I mentioned, though, last night in the NBA, we saw historic stuff. I mean, Devin Booker and Jason Tatum putting on offensive clinics. I mean, it was absolutely jaw-dropping. I mean, what Jason Tatum did, we'll start with him, 49 points, 11 rebounds, and making history last night. I believe he was the first person... Uh, to go, what was 49 points, 11 rebounds, 8 of 12 uh, from, from beyond the arc. And I think that was the statistic. I'm trying to pull it up here. I believe he was the first person to score 49-plus points while shooting uh, over 70% from the field and 80% from three. So he made history doing that. Here's some of Jason Tatum last night. Getting busy. Al wants it down low. He's got a mismatch down there. Tatum. It's NBC Sports Boston on the call right there. And Jason Tatum right now in the NBA, probably the front runner for the MVP right now. He's getting bucket buckets, man. And the beautiful thing I love about Tatum, a young guy, and he's able to capitalize off of what he did the year before. Devin Booker, though, last night. Goodness gracious. Those two played so well last night, it invoked a tweet from Kevin Durant uh, after their game against the Wizards. Devin Booker last night, 50 points on 20 of 25 shooting. You can't get more efficient than that. Six of seven from beyond the arc. Six helpers, four assists in their 132-113 win against the Chicago Bulls. Here's Devin Booker getting to a bucket. That's seven straight double-doubles from the Western Conference Player of the Week. Booker splits the defense inside with a scoop and score. Oh, this is just really Timeout, Chicago. Making it look easy, and I said it last night here on Overtime, we're having to change another guard right now in the NBA. The young talent that we have right now is unlike anything we've ever seen uh, in the National Basketball Association. It's super interesting to watch, and it makes league pass well worth the buy. I know I got it right now. And getting to watch, stay up late and watch some of these Western Conference games, man, it's always a treat. And Devin Booker last night just getting bucket buckets. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, Commanders head coach Ron Rivera spoke to the 33rd team earlier today and had some interesting comments to make about the change in philosophy that Washington's had offensively. Well, let's share that next. 
This is the fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Youngest in charge, Mubin Linnell Willingham, riding with you here on this Thursday night edition of Overtime. We'll take you up to 8.45, and that's when Tech Talk Live will begin. We'll have a few guests stop by. Ethan Cadeau, NBC Sports Washington Commanders Insider, set to join us at the top of the 8 o'clock hour to talk about the Burgundy and Gold. He was out at practice today. He'll give us the latest on their injury situation after Thursday's work, going into Sunday's pivotal game against the New York football Giants. I want to keep things on the commanders right now, and I want to talk about Washington and their newfound offensive identity. Ron Rivera actually did that earlier today when he talked to Dave Wanderstead of the 33rd team. Take a listen. No, it's exactly what the plan was going to be coming out of training camp, but then we had that crazy situation with Brian Robinson where he gets shot and wounded um, and basically misses the first four weeks. If, if people went back and looked at what we had done in the preseason, we were telling people what we were going to be. We were going to be a run-oriented offense. B-Rob had a great training camp, had very good preseason, and then that, you know, that bad situation comes up where he gets shot. Um, And so it took him four weeks before he was back on the field playing for us, but it's taken him an additional two or three weeks before he really started to get in sync with the program and understanding, you know, what he needed to do as a runner for us. And our success, in my opinion, has really taken off as we've we've been able to recommit to the run. That is Commander's head coach Ron Rivera talking to Dave Wanstead of the 33rd team. And when I first heard those comments this morning, I said, hmm, you know, The Rock, Raises his eyebrow when he wants to smell what you're cooking. I mean, that's exactly my reaction when I heard Ron Rivera say this. Now, some context on the conversation. Uh, Dave Wanstead, uh, former Chicago Bears head coach, him and Ron Rivera have ties. So maybe Ron a little bit more comfortable when talking to Dave, letting his guard back and maybe not realizing uh, that people were going to be paying attention to the things that he said. I want to take your calls on this. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Lister Lines. You can tweet at me as well, N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. Pretty much, I want to ask you guys, are you buying what Ron Rivera is selling about this commander's change in philosophy? Basically, in the comments that he made to Dave Wanstead, the way that they're playing right now and the way that they're running the football and making a concerted effort to play this three yards in a cloud of dust brand of football – Ron Rivera basically saying, hey, look, this was our plan coming out of training camp, but Brian Robinson got hurt, so we weren't really able to commit to that game plan. It's interesting because it's a double-edged sword. I want to take your calls on this, though. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Listener Alliance. Are you buying what Ron Rivera is selling 
about the commander's change in philosophy. He talked to Dave Wanstead of the 33rd team uh, earlier today and basically said to Dave, look, this was our plan all along to play this brand of football, to have Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson be the guys that led this offense. This was our plan from the get-go. Brian Robinson getting shot, though, coming out of training camp really changed their plans offensively, and they had to go with the passing attack with Carson Wentz. I want to know, are you buying what Ron Rivera is selling? 1-800-636-1067 is the number. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll re-rack that. I'll let you hear Ron Rivera's comments about the reason why Washington made this change in offensive philosophy when he talked to Dave Wanstead of the 33rd team. All that and more next is the fan. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Just getting rolling here on this Thursday night edition of Overtime. Youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, riding with you till 845 before we hand things over to Tech Talk Live. This segment brought to you brought to you by Rudy's Golf in Kingstown, Alexandria. Rudy's Golf in Alexandria features a double-deck driving range with top tracer technology, two putt-putt courses, and a full restaurant. It's tons of fun for the whole family. Visit rudysgolf.com, Rudy's Golf, the new go-to spot for golf and entertainment in Kingstown, Alexandria. We're talking all things Washington Commanders right now, specifically the offensive philosophy here in the last six, seven weeks. Washington clearly has made a concerted effort to run the football uh, since Taylor Heineke's taken over. Washington averaging the second most rushing attempts in the entire National Football League, and it's been their recipe for success here. Over this recent stretch of play, winners is six out of their last seven. They've won three straight and climbed their way back into the NFC playoff picture. Uh, but according to head coach Ron Rivera, the way that they're playing right now was the plan all along. Here is head coach Ron Rivera talking to Dave Wanstead of the 33rd team. Take a listen. No, it's exactly what the plan was going to be coming out of training camp. But then we had that crazy situation with Brian Robinson where he gets shot and wounded um, and basically misses the first four weeks. If, if people went back and looked at what we had done in the preseason, we were telling people what we were going to be. We were going to be a run-oriented offense. B-Rob had a great training camp, had very good preseason. And then that, you know, that bad situation comes up where he gets shot. Um, and so it took him four weeks before he was back on the field playing for us, but it's taken him an additional two or three weeks before he really started to get in sync with the program and understanding, you know, what he needed to do as a runner for us. And our success, in my opinion, has really taken off as we've, we've been able to recommit to the run. That is Commander's Head Coach Ron Rivera talking to Dave Wanstead uh, of the 33rd team about whether or not the current style of play offensively was the plan from the get-go. Uh, when the season started. Now, it's very interesting when you really break down uh, what Ron Rivera said there to Dave. It's interesting. It's a double-edged sword here. I I almost came up with the conclusion of, well, he's clearly contradicting himself here, right? Let's really take a look at the numbers uh, from the first five weeks of the season when Carson Wentz was this team's starting quarterback. The Washington Commanders averaged 42 passing attempts per contest. That was good for third most in the entire National Football League. On the contrary, they ran the ball 23 times per game. That was tied for 23rd most in the National Football League. Rushing yards per game. Washington, 28th in the entire National Football League. So when you look at the numbers, does it make sense what Ron Rivera just said today, Vonstead? Do you buy that this was really Washington's plan of attack offensively from the outset of the season? I'll be honest with you, I don't buy it. I don't buy it for a second, and here's why. Clearly, the numbers show you when you're throwing the ball around the yard 42 times per game, the hell you mean you want to run the football and you want to be a physical team up front? No, no, no. I say it all the time. Clearly, the Washington Commanders misevaluated their own talent this offseason, and here's why. Brandon Sheriff, you allow him to walk in free agency, a move that we all expected, but... If you were going to commit to being a run-first offense, 
Wouldn't it make sense to kick out a little bit of dough to keep your multiple-time Pro Bowl guard here in town? When healthy, one of the best guards in the entire sport? If that was your 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 train of thought, wouldn't it make sense to keep him around? Also this offseason, what they do? The other guard, on the other side of the football, uh, left guard Eric Flowers, they cut him for minuscule savings on the cap. He's still on his damn couch right now. If this was the actual plan, why would you let your two guards go? If this was the actual plan, why'd you draft Jahan Dotson with a first-round pick? Clearly, your more pressing need, if you want to be a run-first team from the outset, would have been drafting an offensive lineman. But on the contrary, though, the one... The one thing that I think falls in Ron Rivera and company's favor when talking about this situation and their defense and and coming at me and saying, well, we're not contradicting ourselves, is where they drafted Brian Robinson in the third round. So that really was the only move this offseason that you made that lets you see that, hey, this is who we want to be. The other thing is it seems like constantly all offseason long they continue to refer back to 2021 and that four-game winning streak that they went on. During that four-game winning streak, they were top three in the National Football League in time of possession per game. They were running the heck out of the football, and they were playing pretty damn good defense. This offseason, Ron Rivera did on record say a lot of the times, hey, we do feel like we found our, our, our formula, but at the same time, if you were so committed to the running game, why'd you go out and pretty much sell yourself to the rest of the National Football League saying, hey, We need a quarterback. At the Combine press conferences, that was the first thing Ron Rivera said when he got to the podium is, uh, yeah, we're looking to upgrade the quarterback position. If if what Ron Rivera said to Dave Wanstead was true, then you had a terrible offseason by pretty much every stretch of the imagination. Letting go of Brandon Scherer makes no sense if, in fact, you wanted to be a run-first offense. Drafting Jahan Dotson in the first round. If in actuality you wanted to be a run-first offense, why not go out and draft the lineman? But according to Ron Rivera, the reason, the reason that we didn't see that style of play in the opening five games of the season was because you didn't have Brian Robinson available to you. Because we all know he tragically got shot uh, during training camp and had to miss a significant period of time. I get that. I get that. But Ron, guess what? You have other backs on this roster. As we've seen here during this recent stretch of play, specifically last week, Jonathan Williams looked pretty damn good as a running back, didn't he? Jonathan Williams runs with a similar style of a Brian Robinson. So just because Brian Robinson got shot, that shouldn't have put a complete dent in your plans. That shouldn't have made you do a complete 180 offensively. I'm not buying what Ron Rivera had to say to Dave Wanstead of the 33rd team. For those of you just tuning in, We'll re-rack it here. This is Ron Rivera earlier today talking to Dave Wanstead of the 33rd team about whether or not this offensive philosophy was the plan for Washington at the outset of the season. No, it's exactly what the plan was going to be coming out of training camp, but then we had that crazy situation with Brian Robinson where he gets shot and wounded um, and basically misses the first four weeks. If, if people went back and looked at what we had done in the preseason, we were telling people what we were going to be. We were going to be a run-oriented offense. B-Rob had a great training camp, had very good preseason, and then that you know that bad situation comes up where he gets shot. Um, and so it took him four weeks before he was back on the field playing for us, but it's taken him an additional two or three weeks before he really started to get in sync with the program and understanding, you know, what he needed to do as a runner for us. And our success, in my opinion, has really taken off as we've, we've been able to recommit to the run. That is Commander's head coach Ron Rivera talking to Dave Wanstead of the 33rd team, explaining to him whether or not this current offensive philosophy was the one that they wanted and the identity that they wanted coming out of training camp. We'll take your calls on this. Are you buying or selling what Ron Rivera had to say to Dave Wanstead? 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. Let's hit the phones here. Ray's in D.C. wants to tap in. Ray, you buying what Ron Rivera is selling? Hey, what's up, Big Nell, man? What's up, man? What's up, man? What's going on? Listen, I am selling this. 
like you know they were selling in the 80s, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why is because, like you alluded to this earlier, one, you go out and draft the Jahan Dotson, right, in the first round. Not like he was a second-round pick. Right. Then, secondly, you double down. You, I think the quarterback move was made before or after, regardless. You pay $28 million uh, to Carson Wentz. You then, on top of that, you have Terry McLaurin, who you just paid. You have Curtis Samuel. And you got, um, God, who's the uh, third guy? Um, nonetheless, oh, yeah, Jahan Dawson. Yeah. <laughs> Your whole idea coming into the season was to pass the ball. Exactly. Let's not kid ourselves, especially because, <laughs> hey, you know, Gibson was having those fumbling problems. You know? That's and a you, really you, good point. Hey, Ray, I appreciate the call. What Ray said there at the end of that was a really good point. Antonio Gibson put the ball on the turf six times in 2021. So that would have been, in my opinion, organizational malpractice to instill that level of trust in him to say, hey, look, we're going to put this offense on your shoulders and on your legs. It's an interesting conversation we're having here right now. Head coach Ron Rivera talked to Dave Wanstead earlier of the 33rd team. And during their conversation, Ron basically saying that, hey, look, the style of ball that Washington's playing right now is how they wanted to play from the outset of the season. But Brian Robinson not being available coming out of training camp really put a dent in their plans. And look, this isn't me trying to come at Ron Rivera. It actually makes sense if he's being truthful to Dave Wanstead. It makes sense because you did go out and draft Brian Robinson. You wouldn't have wasted that high of a pick on a running back if you didn't expect him to be at least featured in your offense. They had other holes on this football team, i.e. linebacker, i.e. cornerback, safety, before the season started. They didn't know that Derek Force was going to burst onto the scene like this. They didn't know that Bobby McCain was going to get his act together from last year. So to say that to say that this was going to be the offensive philosophy from the get-go doesn't sound 110% crazy, but nine times out of ten, I'm selling that. I want to hear from you guys, though. MGM National Harbor Listing Line is wide open. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Let's go to Chudy in Virginia. What's happening? What's going on, Chudy? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? Yeah, so um, I, too, am a sell, but there are caveats to the thing that I granted you mentioned. They drafted Brian. Rob, um, they, 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 they drafted Brian, and I think that the way that he runs, that if he were not shot and we got to see what he did against uh, the Jaguars and he ran well, I have no doubts that, you know, we'd be running the ball a lot more than we would in the last four weeks because he's that type of he's a power runner. That being said, though, Ron totally didn't expect for Antonio Gibson to fix his fumbling problem. And so for him to say, oh, we always plan to run the ball with the one-two punch, that's where it kind of gets to, yeah, man, I'm selling on this because, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's a miracle. He's fixed his problem, and then Brian Robinson comes back and you've got your one-two punch offense, and of course, you don't have your array of um, receiver weapons if you expect to be a run-first team. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, with caveats. Hey, Judy, I appreciate the call, my man. Look, everything you guys are saying makes 110% sense. I mean, there's, there's, two, there's two sides to this thing, though, to me, because I don't think Ron Rivera is just talking out of his carcass when, when, when he said that. I do believe that they wanted Brian Robinson to be a part of this offense. Not because they wanted to be a run-first offense, though. Remember, Brian Robinson didn't catch a ton of passes at Alabama, but we saw in training camp, he had pretty damn good hands. We saw in training camp that, look, it wasn't just all about the physical downhill running style. The kid is elusive. A lot of you people might think I'm crazy. The jump cuts and the way how agile he is for his size, I compared it to Adrian Peterson when he was here in Washington. The same running style. It's similar. But to say that you wanted to have a one-two punch of Robinson and Antonio Gibson coming off a season in which Gibson fumbles the football six times is a little bit of nonsense, in my opinion. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. When we come back, I'll let you hear the conversation again between Ron Rivera and Dave Wanstead of the 33rd team. Ron Rivera contradicting himself here a little bit. I'll let you hear that and more. We'll take your calls as well next. This is the fan. Coming up at the top of the 8 o'clock hour, Ethan Cadeau, NBC Sports Washington 
Commander's Insider, set to join the show. He was out at the park this afternoon for practice. Thursday, a big day uh, on the practice menu in preparation for this week's game against the New York football Giants. We're talking about the Washington Commanders right now, though. Ron Rivera, the head coach of the Commanders, uh, sat down with Dave Wanstead of the 33rd team and basically said, this style of play right now that the Washington Commanders are currently engaged in is how they wanted to play from the beginning of the season. Ron Rivera also says that Brian Robinson, in his untimely shooting, stopped them and prevented them from playing like this from the outset of the season. And it's interesting to me. The question I want to ask you guys out there on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, 1-800-636-1067, is are you buying what Ron Rivera is selling? Do you believe him when he says, hey, look, this was our plan all along offensively. This, this is who we wanted to be. We wanted to be tough. We wanted to beat up opposing defenses. We wanted to dominate time of possession. We wanted to stay ahead of the chains. We wanted to be conservative. Are you buying what Ron Rivera is selling when he says that? 1-800-636-1067. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. A good buddy, Calvert King, tweets at me and says, good head coach can see what his team is supposed to be and could have believed in what Gibson could be. It's interesting because the point I just made was, well, well, if you really, if you really were committed, if you really were committed to being a run-first football team, then why'd you go out and spend $28 million at the quarterback position? If you really were invested in being a run-first football team, why did you draft Jahan Dotson in the first round? If you were really invested and being a run-first football team, then why did you let Brandon Sheriff walk, one of the best guards in all the entire National Football League? Why'd you cut Eric Flowers, who, by the way, is still one phone call away? No team assigned him. He was your starting guard last year, and your offensive line coach, John Matsko, is, in my opinion, really responsible for his career renaissance. He played some of the best ball of his career last year with this football team, yet, they let him walk for nothing, but I'm supposed to believe, but I'm supposed to believe this is supposed to be a run-first football team. This is the issue I have sometimes, and I know this is not the time to be negative, and I'm not trying to be negative. I just don't get why sometimes people in the National Football League and other pro sports as well, whenever they get a camera on in front of them, for some reason, they just can't tell the truth. For some reason, they feel high and mighty and dance around the truth and try to make things look better for the franchise. This just reeks to me of, I can't admit that we made a mistake acquiring Carson Wentz. This reeks to me of, I can't admit I made a mistake and that I misevaluated the talent that we had. Because if you're telling me, if you're telling me that Trey Turner and Andrew Norwell are an upgrade at guard, you, my friend, are smoking both. 110%. Like, in the past couple of weeks, we've seen Trey Turner get healthy and come into his own. But I'll be honest with you, I was out there boots on the ground at training camp. He practiced maybe five times. I can count it on one hand how many times he practiced. So he wasn't healthy when you acquired him. Andrew Norwell completely stunk up the joint the first five weeks of the season. He couldn't block me. I say all that to say this. Right now, based off of the comments we just heard from Ron Rivera, it's a walking contradiction. I want to hear from you guys, though. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Kashir is in D.C. Kashir, you buying what Ron Rivera is selling or no? Uh, definitely selling. Definitely selling. Listen, Ron has been nothing but stubborn, right? Right. So here's the thing. He's never going to admit when he's wrong. And you're right. It's working, so he's going to say this was the plan all along. Like you said, you don't waste all that money, the possible draft picks, on Carson Wentz, thinking that what you had was already here. You should have shored up the offensive line. Like you said, you got rid of the mainstays for what? No, it's working, so he's going to say this was it. You didn't believe in Antonio Gibson. That's why you got Brian Robinson, because you wanted him to be the lead back. But like you said, Antonio Gibson got us, got us fumbling together. Yeah. So it's, it's working, so he's going to run with that. But no, it's a sell. Carson, you over-evaluated with him. He's not what he thought he was. Yep. 
that's why you're going to say what it is now. No. Hey, Kasha, hey, I appreciate the call, my brother. Look, hell of a point he just made. Ron Rivera, for some reason, and I guess this is all men in sports. We have egos, man. Look, people might not like to admit it. We want to be right all the damn time. Hell, I know I'm right all the time. Nobody's going to tell me otherwise. This is a situation right now where Ron Rivera is showing, hey, look, I'm a human just like y'all are. Because I know for damn certain that this was not their plan offensively. Anybody who thinks that, seriously, go get checked. You're ludicrous. You're insane. Crazy. The moves tell you straight up who they wanted to be. They wanted to be a team that were going that was going to air the football out all over the field. We were even talking early in the season comparing Terry, Jahan, and Curtis Samuel to the posse. We compared them to the posse. I know they wanted to come out and throw the football. But, but clearly, they made some mistakes in the evaluation process. And after five weeks of play, they realized, hey, look, this ain't working. Averaging 17 points a game offensively isn't going to cut it, especially when their defense started to turn things around. The question for you guys is, do you buy what Ron Rivera is selling? Do you believe that the current offensive philosophy right now for the commanders was who they wanted to be when the season started? Bobby in Calvert County wants to tap in. What's going on, Bobby? Hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on, man? I, I can believe it. I can. I ain't saying it. Ahead, I'm right, but I can believe because, all right, in the off season, he knew that he couldn't count on Gibson. So his plan was to throw the football. That's why he got Carson. That's why he got Dawson. But when preseason, I mean, in the off season, he saw Brian Robinson. He saw what he was doing, and he saw what Carson wasn't doing. Mm-hmm. So. As the preseason went on, he saw what he had. He saw what he had. He wanted to go with what he had, and what he had was Brian Robinson in the running game, and he got shot. So what do you, what can you do? You know you can't count on Gibson, so you go back to what plan A was, was Carson Wentz in the passing game. Brian yeah. Robinson got back. Yeah. The, the only reason I push back against work. that, the only reason I push back against that, this is Bobby, I know you okay. watch the games, man. You've seen, you've seen number 41, right? Jonathan Williams, it's toting the hell out of the football. Okay, if Brian Robinson went down, you still had other backs on your roster that were capable of playing that way. Jonathan Williams is one of the most unsung heroes of this football team. He runs as hard as all outdoors. He does. But was he doing that in the preseason? I mean, yes, he was. Was he doing that in Bobby, guess what? Me me and you You are one of the same. I know. I wasn't there. Me and you are one of the same. Jonathan Williams was one of the stories coming out of camp. It was like, wow. This guy looks impressive. He was here last year, got hurt, and now they brought him back for camp. In the opening game against Carolina, Jonathan Williams was a leading rusher. Five carries, 31 yards. He had a 13-yard run. And the thing that we clearly can see with Jonathan Williams and why it was so evident that Brian Robinson was a good change of pace, they run differently than Antonio Gibson. He likes to run east and west. Those guys are north to south. north to south. Bobby, yeah, I, they, hey, Bobby, yeah. I, I appreciate the call, my brother. Always good hearing from you. Yeah. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Let's go to DJ and Woodbridge before we take the break. DJ, are you buying what Ron Rivera is selling right now? Yes, I, I am, because it's always been his philosophy to run the ball. So if you look back at North Carolina, he – or – Carolina, yeah. he had McCaffrey running, and he had uh, a mobile quarterback who could pass the ball. So, yes, they wanted to have Carson Wentz so they would have a better passing option, but unfortunately, Carson Wentz seems to be gun-shy when he gets into the game. So, DJ, can, uh, I tell you why, can I tell you why I'm not buying it? And I just thought, of, I mean... This is the beautiful thing about live radio. I'm thinking of things in my head as each second goes by. Do you remember earlier this offseason? Russell Wilson is who the Washington Commanders initially went after at the quarterback position. You telling me they were going to pay Russell Wilson $250 million to be the second highest rushing offense in the entire National Football League? It would be a misallocation of resources if that was the case. What? Well, at that point in time, Russell Wilson was supposed to be a golden child, just like. Yeah, but you still end up paying Carson Wentz 
$28 million. Look, I appreciate the call, DJ. My thing is, both of those things can't be true, right? You can't say that you want to be a run-first offense, yet you go out and try to invest a $250 million a quarterback, but you got stood up at the altar. Both of those things cannot be true. It's just not right. And this is the thing. This is not me trying to bash anybody. This is not me trying to, you know, make Ron look bad. Look, Ron Rivera is a human, just like we all are. I said it a couple moments ago, man. Men in sports, we have egos. We think we're right in every situation. And even when, even when we aren't right, and we know we aren't right, it ain't so easy to admit fault, i.e. William Jackson. But I do give Ron Rivera credit for that. It took a lot of stones to do what they did at the trade deadline, to say, hey, look, chalk it up as a loss, bro. Clearly, William Jackson III wasn't working for us. He got torched last year. He was getting torched in camp. He was getting torched in the first month of the season. We had to cut bait with him. That's fine. The ability to admit your mistakes, that's that's what I respect. JaVel and Culpepper, are you buying of a Ron Vericella? Hey, Lunell, how you doing, bro? I'm good, bro. How you doing? Very well. Thank you. Um, I, I do buy. I, I, know, I know where the gist comes from because we've seen Ron change throughout the years. You know, the first year, it was it was all about um, we're building for the future, this, that, and the third. And then once once the division changed, and he saw how the division was, you know, the his 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 tone changed. So I understand where you're coming from, but in this situation, I do believe Ron because if you look back to Ron and we see what Ron has done with the, the amount of players that he has brought in from the Panthers, and a lot of people give him, you know, a lot of a lot of flack for that, but. I do believe what he says because I don't think that he knew what he really had in Robinson. And if you look back to his days in Carolina, their their most successful times, he had Stewart and he had Williams running together. You know what I'm saying? And he had Cam. So he basically had three running backs uh, along with Steve Smith. You know what I'm saying? With a very good defense. So I think that's his train of thought. And when he saw right. what Brian Robinson was doing in the in the in the preseason, um, and and I really think that that's what he felt that he had going in. And when Robinson got shot and went down, it changed it up because we saw he fell out of favor. He fell out of favor with AG, you know, because yeah. of his fumbling. AG led the league in fumbles last year. You know what I'm saying? So I feel that that was what was going to be going into the season if Robinson had not gotten hurt. And we've seen since Robinson has been back, and it just corresponded with um, with with uh, Carson getting hurt around the same time frame, and that's when it all came together. So I'm in the I'm in the mind frame that if Carson is in this offense, bro, yeah. for real, for real, with this running game, like this offense. Could open up tremendously. And I know everybody. Javel, I'm loves glad you Taylor said that. I'm glad, Javel, I'm glad you said that, and I appreciate your call. Javel just made an astute point, and I agree with him on on this. I would love to see Carson Wentz play with this formula that they're going with right now, but that just lends to the discussion. Why weren't they doing it at the beginning of the season? You can't tell me that the only reason that they weren't running the football is because Brian Robinson was hurt. Y'all have seen Jonathan Williams. We were raving about him in training camp. J.D. McKissick was still healthy. So don't tell me that. None of the moves that they made this offseason lend to that. Delta Omicron on Twitter tweets at me and says, they offered Sheriff the highest ever guard contract, according to them, last year, from 2-6 and six to 6-6, six and six, winning 17-15 like they did last year. Yes. What do Tannehill and Jimmy G make? Totally plausible. Why did he lean towards B-Rob versus A.G. in the preseason? Well, I'll answer that last part of it. Uh, the reason why he was leaning to B-Rob over A.G. in the preseason is because Antonio Gibson, like like Javel just said, led the NFL in fumbles last year. There was a reason there wasn't a super trust level. That was the reason he drafted Robinson in the third round. He was looking to supplant Antonio Gibson. Straight up. I truly do believe that. Because if that was the case, why did they go after J.D. McKissick? Why did they let him walk to Buffalo? If they were going to be, you know, this team that they're saying that they were. I'm not buying it. And when you look at the quarterback position, this is what Delta Omicron is trying to say. Is why did they, you know, look, look at what Tannehill makes, look at what Jimmy G makes. Those are two guys that were high-paid game managers. Look, San Fran knows that was a bad contract. The contract that, that Tannehill has in Tennessee, eh, 
There's a reason they drafted Malik Willis. He's not it either. They're going to get out of that at the end of this year. That's the reason they drafted him. There are other names out there that could have filled the bill and are basically, to my vantage point, a better version of Taylor Heineke. You're going to cringe when I say this. Uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Jacoby Brissett, Jameis Winston, or you could have just ran it back with Taylor Heineke. You could have drafted a quarterback, i.e. a Malik Willis, i.e. a Kenny Pickett. You don't think those two guys would have been tremendous fits in this offense, what they're doing right now? I know all of you uh, here locally might not get to catch the Pittsburgh Steelers a hell of a lot. Kenny Pickett is making progress. Kenny Pickett is a souped-up Taylor Heineke to me. He's got the mobility, but guess what? The arm's stronger. He's physically more gifted. I don't know, man. Ron Rivera right now seems like, to me, he's contradicting himself, and that that bothers me a little bit. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines. The discussion right now uh, is about the Washington Commanders, and basically, Ron Rivera, head coach of the team, went on and spoke with Dave Wanstead of the 33rd team. And during their conversation, he basically alluded to the fact that the style of football that Washington is playing right now, winners of six out of their last seven, was how they wanted to play at the beginning of the season, but the injury to Brian Robinson prohibited all of that. Are you buying that or are you selling that? Because part of me part of me thinks he's just shucking and jiving, but the other part of me thinks, well, maybe – Maybe that could be the case. Walter in D.C. before we hit the break. What's going on, Walter? Hey, what's going on, bro? Um, I'm selling, man. And this yeah. is why I'm selling. Not just this offseason, but the previous offseason, right? Mm-hmm. You went after Gibson. You went after McKissick because they were dual threat backs, because they could receive. They, you know, they could catch the ball. You went after Curtis Samuels because he was a dual threat player. Um, you don't spend your first-round pick on Jahan Dotson. And don't get it twisted. Jahan Dotson is amazing. Right. He's of not course. like Julio Jones. You know what I mean? Right. You want to be a run-first team, you will go draft something that will help you in the run game, yep. like an offensive lineman. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'm selling. They're doing a great job with, you know, what's going on and how they're running the team now, but they definitely wanted to be a pass-first team. Hey, Walter, I appreciate the call, my man. Appreciate you guys tapping in as well. Interesting discussion uh, on this specific topic for the Washington Commanders. Our man, Captain Todd, tapping in with us as well on Twitter saying, no, they didn't plan on being a run-first team. They drafted Jahan, paid Terry, and traded for Wentz, trying to be a high-flying, pass-heavy, big-play team. It didn't work. They fell uh, into the success of the run-first team almost by accident, and then they rolled with it. <laughs> and guess what, Captain Todd? I 110% agree with you on that. And you put it perfectly. It was almost by accident that this happened. Because guess what? Before... Taylor Heineke, uh, excuse me, before Carson Wentz got hurt, it was slinging the ball all over the yard. There's a reason, there's a reason that during his five starts, Carson Wentz was averaging 42 pass attempts per game. That's third most in the entire National Football League. If, if you really were committed to the running game, when Brian Robinson got hurt, guess what? Just like in every other damn position on this team, the mentality should have been next man up. Not completely switch your plans. Jonathan Williams, as we've seen here in the past couple of weeks, is a very capable back. Those fans who got the ability to go out there and train in camp, you remember number 41 out there making plays on a day-in, day-out basis. Didn't get a ton of shine because he's primarily working with the, with the third team. But damn it, he made plays. And in the preseason, in the opener against Carolina, he was your leading rusher. So at some point, you can't have... What's the, what's the game like to play? Two truths and a lie? All three of them are lies. Every statement that Ron Rivera made that Dave wants that. I don't even want to call it a lie because that makes me feel like I'm bashing Ron. It just seems like, look, why can't you just admit that you you effed up at the beginning of the season? There's nothing wrong with that. That just shows you're a good coach and are able to adjust on the fly. I respect that. Drew in Columbia, before we hit the break here, what's going on, Drew? Yeah, I, I'm totally buying what Ron is saying. You know, their running game is not just big breaking runs. It's four, five, six-yard runs. The problem with that kind of running game is you can't have mistakes. You can't take sacks. You can't get holding penalties. And Wentz was holding the ball too long. And, and that was causing the offensive line to get sacks, to get holding penalties. It was causing sacks. And one of those is a drive killer. But so true. I think he absolutely wanted to you know, go with the plan he's going. And we had McKissick. 
And so that was next because it wasn't was seeing the damn hard. field earlier in the season. What did you say? McKissick hadn't even really seen the field all year. He's hurt now, no, but even when he was healthy. AG, AG wasn't dropping the ball. And, and and Wentz was putting him in down in distances where you had to go away from the run. Let me ask you this. Why I mean, invest look, why, in, why invest why invest the capital that you invested in Carson Wentz if you wanted to be a run first well, team? I just I listed the other quarterbacks so, that were available. Well, the problem was I think they, they were hoping – that Wentz would make better decisions, and he didn't. It didn't work out. That was a mistake. So you're saying they didn't realize this until training camp? I think that they were hopeful Wentz would learn the system and make fast decisions. And he doesn't make fast decisions. Not that he doesn't have an arm. He's got a great arm. He's not making too many negative plays. (laughs) And I think they were hoping he wouldn't, and he does. Hey, hey, look, Drew, I appreciate the call, my man. Excellent as always. Appreciate you all tapping in with me. We got one more tweet here. How uh, to read at N E L L underscore BTP on Twitter is how you reach me at N E L L underscore BTP. I mean, Taj Wilson says, I'm selling it. Remember during the offseason, Ron stated that quarterback was the only position that was holding them back, and that now the playbook is fully open now and that they had Wentz. It's okay to admit the original plan doesn't work, Taj. That's a hell of a point. Because guess what? Even during the season, Vic, we have that clip when Ron Rivera was asked, Hey, Ron, what's the biggest difference between the Commanders and the rest of the NFC East? What did he come out and say? Quarterback. So, at some point, at some point, you got to stop contradicting yourself if you're Ron. That's all I'm saying. It's okay to admit fault. He is a damn good coach. He's an even better man. We love you here locally, Ron. Just cut the garbage when you're talking to the national media. We got to take a quick timeout. When we come back, you know how we do it here uh, on Overtime. My first time getting to do it this week. It's Nell's Super Six Pack, my top six teams across the National Football League. A little bit of change at the top, but the Buffalo Bills struggling. They got a big one on Thursday Night Football. Nell's Super Six Pack, though, is next. Coming up at the top of the hour, Ethan Cadeau, NBC Sports Washington Commanders Insider, set to join us. He was out in Ashburn earlier this afternoon for practice. He'll give us the latest on the injury report. From today's session, you all know the Commanders gearing up for a uber-important game, clearly the biggest game, in my opinion, of the Ron Rivera era against the New York football Giants on Sunday on the road in the Meadowlands. You could potentially be getting Chase Young back. A lot of storylines heading into that one. I will talk to Ethan about that right now, though, like we do every week. It's time for Nell's Super Six Pack, my top six teams across the National Football League. It was a super-duper crazy week, but we got the same number one as last week, the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's pretty simple. Jalen Hurts right now is playing the quarterback position at an MVP level. They showed me a lot in their uh, win against the Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football. That was one of the first times this season where we've had to see Jalen Hurts really put the team on his back. I was uber-impressed defensively. I still think... They have a hole in their running game, uh, in the run defense. It's something that I think teams may be able to exploit in the playoffs. But right now, though, regular season, for what my money's worth, the Philadelphia Eagles still, in my opinion, the best team in all the National Football League. My number two team, Manel Super Six Pack, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Patty Mahomes in this offense right now are completely unstoppable. For Patrick Mahomes, six straight games throwing for over 300 yards. Defensively, they're starting to pick up their end of the bargain. They're turning people over. That pass rush is legit. Chris Jones right now, the interior guy, going to get paid big money. He's playing at an all-pro level, and he's damn near unblockable. Coming up Sunday, though, is really where you'll see this team get tested. They got to go up against Joey Beans Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. That should be a good one. We all know Joe Burrow right now in his young career, 2-0 against Patrick Mahomes. It sets up for a huge showdown uh, on Sunday. My third best team in the National Football League here in Nell's Super Six Pack. Commanders fans, cover your ears. Dakota Rain, Prescott, and the Dallas Cowboys. Why not? Why not? The Cowboys are 8-3. They beat both of last year's Super Bowl teams. They had a dominant win against the Minnesota Vikings. They got a chance to show how good they can be for real, though, when they play the Philadelphia Eagles on Christmas Eve. The Eagles right now only have one loss, so it looks like a pipe dream. 
for Dallas to get back in this divisional race. But let me say this. Even if they don't win the NFC East, they're going to be a team in the postseason that nobody wants to play. Micah Parsons clear and far away the uh, defensive player of the year right now. He is unblockable, and the impact that he has can't be measured in the stat sheet. That running game has gotten going. And if you really take a close look at the Dallas Cowboys offense, ever since Dak Prescott has gotten back healthy, they have been on a heater. The only thing that worries me about Dallas, and it's going to sound cliche, is the history of this team. We know that squad does not perform well in big games. I got to see it in the postseason from them before I can really be sold on it. But right now, in L Super Six Pack, they're my third best team in the National Football League. My fourth best team in L Super Six Pack. Tua Tungavaloa and the Miami Dolphins. Let's just let's just get this under control. And, and let's be honest about this. And you can say I'm crazy. I trust Tua right now. Outside of Patrick Mahomes, I trust Tua more than any other quarterback in the National Football League. They are undefeated in games that Tua Tungavaloa starts and finishes. I don't know if you got to see uh, inside the NFL this week. Uh, head coach Mike McDaniel and Tua Tungavaloa have a love affair going on. One of the best bromances going on in the sport right now. I love me some Mike McDaniel, by the way. He's got Tua playing with a confidence that we, quite frankly, just haven't seen before. And kudos to Mike McDaniels. He's unlocked all the small details of Tua Tungavaloa's game that's helping him right now show that he's an MVP candidate right now at the quarterback position. The only thing about Miami that kind of worries me is when it gets cold outside and they continue to throw the football all around the yard. Right now, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill have set the damn league on fire. Can they continue to play that style of ball when it gets cold in December and January? That uh, still up for grabs and still to be decided. Don't look now, though, folks. Remember how the Buffalo Bills were supposed to be the shoe-in to win the AFC East? The Dolphins, they played Buffalo in Week 15. That game, very well, made decide the division champion. Uh, speaking of the Buffalo Bills, they are the fifth-best team this week in Nell's Super Six Pack. What a fall from glory. All year long when I've been doing this, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills have been one or two. But last week, for me, was the straw that broke the Campbell's back. And I know they won the game, but damn it, you're going up against the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving. Everybody across the country is watching. This is one of the times that you get to put on display nationally that, hey, people aren't crazy for saying that we're the NFL sweetheart and the darling of this year. Everyone had this team in the Super Bowl. Right now, they're struggling. I gave you all the nugget earlier. Since week nine, it really feels like Josh Allen and this offense have completely fallen off a cliff. 16th in the NFL in the EPA per play. They're 18th in the NFL in EPA per pass play. The defense, though, worries me. Von Miller going on IR. He's going to miss the next four. Defensively, though, 26th in the National Football League in EPA allowed. And then they're 27th in EPA against the pass. They should get some help in that uh, category. All-pro corner, Tredavious White getting healthy and making his return. But, man, the Buffalo Bills right now, man, I don't know. A little bit shaky here. They got three big games coming up, including tonight. On Thursday Night Football, they take on the Patriots, the Jets, and the Dolphins before season's end. The Bills might miss the damn playoffs, depending on how this thing goes. Don't quote me on that, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The sixth and final team in Nell's Super Six Pack. Get on the bandwagon now. I was there last year. I got the tape. I called it. I knew they were going to go on the run they went on. Because guess what? Cartier, Joey, Beans, Burrow. The Cincinnati Bengals right now have it going on. Defensively, Trey Hendrickson in that pass rush, getting after people. The secondary's playing damn good ball. Offensively, though, they're humming. They started off the season 0-2. Ever since that point, they have an NFL best record 7-2. Jamar Chase has missed the last four games. He's expected to make his return this week against Patrick Mahomes uh, in the Chiefs. I gave you the number earlier. Joe Burrow, the only quarterback in NFL history. To start off 2-0 and against Patrick Mahomes. I know he hasn't been in the league that damn long, but it just shows you they can compete with the Chiefs because this offense is electric. I'll run through it again. Nell's super six-pack. My best team in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles. My number two team, Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs. My number three team, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. My fourth best team, Tua and the Dolphins. My fifth best team, and really might not be on the list next week, Josh Allen and the Bills and my sixth best team, Quick risers on this list, Joey Beansboro 
and the Cincinnati Bengals. That's going to do it for Nell's Super Six Pack. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, the moment you've all been waiting for, Ethan Cadell, NBC Sports Washington Commanders Insider with the latest on the Burgundy and Gold. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.